السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. Welcome everyone to Friday Night Live. I hope everyone can see me and hear me. I hope all of our viewers, audience, is doing well. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fih. Alhamdulillah, alladhi lam yazal la yazalu hayyan qayyuma. Alhamdulillah, laysa kemithlihi shay'uhu al-sami'u al-basir. أنا ميت وعز من لا يموت وقد تيقنت أنني سأموت ليس ملك يزيده الموت ملكا إنما الملك مالك من لا يموت ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا وقدوتنا محمد عبده ورسوله أرسله شاهدا ومبشرا ونذيرا وداعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته brothers and sisters I welcome you back to Friday Night Live this is uh, one of the toughest and most difficult moments of our lives especially for me my brothers my parents and uh, trust me, we've contemplated many times to disengage with anything online because there's so much happening in our family, in our communities. Most of you already know or are aware that our youngest brother, uh, Sheikh Abdul Rahim, Rahmatullah passed away October 5th, Monday, October 5th in a tragic car accident. And uh, I am the eldest of five brothers, including in myself, we're five brothers. And he was the youngest. So he was my, my baby, my brother, my student, my friend, my co-worker. He was, he was many things to me. And he was many things to Mufti Abdul Rahman, and he was he was really close to Sheikh Abdul Aziz, and a very close friend and a brother, and dear one to Mufti Abdul Wahab, who was usually with me live on Friday nights. So, him not being here tonight with me also makes it very difficult for me to carry this along alone. Usually, I have Mufti Abdul Wahab, you know, speaking, and he carries the burden when I can't speak. I, I think, you know, we, we go back and we look at the Prophet Sallallahu life and we, we've seen situations and challenging times that have come in his life. A man that buried six, six of his children himself, six of his own biological children in his life. His wife passed away. He had no siblings. His parents passed away. Mother passed away when he was six years old. And, and when we look back at the Prophet's life, it gives us you know, complete comfort. 
I can I can imagine what Fatima radiallahu anha went through at the demise of her beloved father. She says, When the Prophet started to feel the pangs of death, and she said, She said, Oh, extreme grief, extreme pain that my father is experiencing. And she just could, couldn't tolerate it. You know, her beloved father, who is the Prophet going through extreme pain, and she started to share her feelings with her beloved father. And then the father, والسلام, the Prophet said to his beloved daughter Fatima, Lisa ala abiki There is no pain that's coming my way after this moment. This is the last time I will ever see pain. My brother Sheikh Abdul Rahim had extreme migraines all his life. He had, had headaches all the time. It was a month ago or so where he, he couldn't, his head was hurting so much that Mufti Saab, when he saw him, he almost collapsed just seeing the pain that his brother was going through. He had knee pains because of his um, athletic ability in sports and engagement. One of the most kind soul that you'll ever find in your life. And I'm not saying this because I'm a brother. I wish what I had said this when he was alive. You know, a lot of times that's one of the guilt that I feel. I wish I could tell him how beautiful he was and and how handsome he was and how good of a brother he was and how good of a student he was and how good of a scholar he became and how good he recited Quran. I did tell him, you know, here and there. But I didn't flatter him like I am now. You know, I was always afraid that if I did, he might slow down in his progress and his education. Great, great. As a brother, I I don't think um, anyone could dream to have a brother that that amazing. And part of that comforts me because people who are so good like him, the world doesn't have enough to offer them. The world doesn't have much to offer them. They they come to this world, they're so pure. And this filthy world has nothing but pain. Sometimes it could uh, contaminate such a pure soul. He definitely left a message for me personally and all my brothers. And we are all devastated. And there's no way I could I could say it any easier. There's there's no way. I, I wish I could say that we are healing. It's just... It's heavy. It's hard. You know, I, I I I put all my muscles together to smile on screen right now, because I know you brothers and sisters are listening, and you're not listening to hear me cry or see me weep. You guys are giving your evening. That was him. That was uh, Sheikh Abdul Rahim at uh, I think Mufti Abdul Wahab's wedding. Beautiful. Beautiful soul, beautiful heart. Somebody came to me the other day. He says, I don't want to offend you, but I think he was the most handsome of all your brothers. And I said, trust me, I'm not offended. Uh, you know, it was so pure. And I've said this multiple times. Um, he, he was so generous. He was so generous. But alhamdulillah, in this condition, 
Alhamdulillah, in every condition we go through. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests us, you know, to elevate us. He makes all of us go through difficulties. You know, Do we think we're going to enter Jannah without being tested? Tell them that people who are patient, they have the... the you know, this is rahmah of Allah, even in this difficult times. It's what really, you know, really hurts me. The loss is great. It's just, it's just unbearable. I think it's the fact that he's made it to Jannah way before me. It's just it's challenging. All of us have, you know, loved ones that we've lost, our parents. Brothers and sisters, if you have someone that you've lost in your life, you have you have to be committed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You want to meet your, your partner, your friend, your brother, your sister in Jannah. You have to make it there. You have to strive to make it there. It's just, it's not going to happen overnight. You have to commit to Allah. If you have a father that's left this world, He's waiting for you in Jannah. And nothing is more beautiful than you meeting your dad at the gates of Jannah or your mother or your brother. You know, I have so many things to tell him. The first thing I'm going to say to him when I meet him is like, why did you leave before me? Of course, Allah subhanahu wa decision. We're pleased. We can't say anything against this choice of Allah subhanahu wa Nothing. We're so pleased. The Prophet wept when his last child, you know, son Ibrahim passed away, his, his eyes were weeping, they were red. And Abdurrahman ibn Awf saw his tears and he said, Yeah, so what has what you're, you you always encourage us to you know stay patient and and be control control our emotions and you know always be content. And now you're crying. And uh, the Prophet said, this is this is pure mercy of Allah. He said, This is the eyes weep. And the heart that aches with pain. But we have nothing else to say except that we're pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, there's something about this is this is very strong, brothers and sisters. So we ask you all that are joining us that we have the best example of the Prophet. He, he we learn from him how to deal with pain. We learn from him how to cry. We learn from him how to cope with loss. And we also learn from him in our moments that we celebrate, in our victories, in our children's marriages, everything. In the end of the day, all these weeping and all this all these tears and all these painful moments, we, we were looking forward to Jannah. We're looking. We're looking for Am Hasibatum Am Jannata. Allah is saying, Do you think you'll enter Jannah without being tested? Here we are, oh Allah, we're being tested. And, you know, we ask you, Allah, to make us go through this test in, what, in the way that's most pleasing to you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That he, he's put the test on us. Now we ask you, Allah, to give us the tolerance and the patience because us humans are so weak. We're so weak, you know. So Allah is asking us, that, questioning us that, we, we, that there, is a, there, is a, there is a challenge that's, that is in front of us. And if we want to enter Jannah, there is going to be these difficult challenges. 
We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make all these difficulties easy for us. And all those who have lost their loved ones anywhere and everywhere to forgive their sins. To elevate the status of uh, Sheikh Abdul Rahim. That's another beautiful picture of him. Um, elevated status. He just became a scholar uh, in, in April, May. Um, I, I, I don't want to spend the whole evening. We have um, uh, speaking. We have Imam Zaid Shakir who will be joining us. We have a beautiful Munshid Aqib, Brother Aqib Farid, joining us from all the way from Islamabad. My brother was in Pakistan for the past two years. And before that, you know, he gave 10 years of his young life from age of 11, 12 to like 22. He became hafiz, became alim. And that was a dream of my parents, that five boys become hafiz and alim. And then they can choose what field they want to go into. They want to become a doctor, engineer, you know, whatever field they want to go into. But this was their prime uh, intention, their prime, the, you know, the main uh, focus as we were growing up. And I'm so proud to be their eldest brother. And I don't think I have fulfilled the right of it. And I ask Allah to forgive me. Ask Allah to forgive me and grant our beloved, beautiful, younger brother, Sheikh Abdul Rahim, I have so many friends who've lost their relatives and they've come to comfort me, consoled me. So many people that I know who've lost their brother young in a tragic accident or their sister or their relative. And I honestly, I, I, I wish I was there to help you when you were going through the pain because all of you guys have been here for us at this moment. So many people came in from all across the country to just hug me. Even in COVID, you guys risked your life to comfort us. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to comfort you at every stage of your life and grant you all the best of both worlds and unite you and your loved ones with the Prophet It was very humbling to see the extreme amount of support and du'as and love from people across the world. It's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. So I want to thank, I'm humbled that you all did all this to accommodate our emotions and our feelings. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, you have. Only if you've gone through something like this, then you can understand the pain. That there's Words cannot express, but we know this much. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows our pain. So we're so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows it. So that's good enough. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given a community like you to give us du'as and our brothers and my beloved brother du'a and all those people who have passed away. I think about so many people who don't have anyone to comfort them when their children pass away. I, I just I feel I feel for them too. They're humans too. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give the mothers who've lost their children young or in later age, sabr and strength. And all the children who've lost their parents, sabr and unite them with the Prophet and their parents in Jannah. Brothers and sisters, we have, we are we are on a mission, this dunya. We're not stepping back. We're, we, the injuries have just 
turned on. No, it's just it's just begun. When we when we go through our tests in our lives, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is switching on an opportunity for you that was never there for you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants something from you that you can never imagine. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to give you a reward that you couldn't earn by your own actions, and that is in akhirah. So this is this is it. We have to stay committed. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the strength. He is the one that puts you through a trial. And it's only him that gets you past the trial. You know, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. So inshallah, we will go ahead with our program. I want to thank everybody for joining us, being with us. You guys have become an extended family to the Miftah Institute and to us Wahid brothers, Sheikh Masmari, and all those who, who host you. Uh, we're so fortunate for all the shuyukh that came, especially Sheikh Masmari. This man was probably the second, third person I call one of the shuyukh here to just give me support. You don't know the feeling, how 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 I, I was able to drive of, um, 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 for like 70 miles when I heard the news that my brother died in a car accident. It was... But again, brothers, what's the point of telling you my pain? <laughs> Allah, Allah SWT knows our pain. But you know, you guys are, are going to make dua for us. And uh, you guys are going to pray for us. And when we die, you will remember us in your prayers. And remember my mother and my father in your prayers. Trust me. I don't know any mother that is able to send five of her sons to learn Islam and learn the deen. Not for Sunday school or weekend school. Miles away, sometimes across the ocean to another continent, so they can learn Islam. And she's left alone at home. I don't know. Maybe they are, and may Allah reward those parents too. But my mom is, uh, my mother is, her strength. Someone's asking me, "How is your mom doing?" And I say, "My mom is doing better than the brothers. <laughs> she's, she's stronger than all of us." She said to my brother, you know, at the grave. She said, I sent you all, I sent you to the school to study in a boarding school, I never cried. I sent you to a boarding school for 10 years, I never cried to learn Islam. Now you left me, I, I can't hold my tears. You know? The eyes weep in the heart, it's full of pain, full of pain. That's the key. We're only going to say what pleases Allah. We are pleased with Allah in this, in this decision. Allah is our creator. He knows what's best for us. But pain is real. If you could comfort someone in their loss in your community, there could be no greater act than that. Jabr al-Khatr. If you know someone in your community that's lost a relative or a loved one, and to comfort them, there's no greater source of reward than that. It's so so important that we also stand up for the losses of others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unite us with our loved ones in Jannatul Firdaus and forgive all those who have left us. They beat us. Welcome, welcome. Aqibai, how are you doing? Alhamdulillah, assalamu alaikum. 
Alhamdulillah, I'm doing fine. I hope you're fine too. My prayers are with you. May Allah make this tragic incident uh, easy for the whole family. And may Allah grant you patience. My prayers are with you. It's very, very sad to hear. It's very sad. Assalamu alaikum. How are you doing, Akhibar? You're doing good? Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. How's your family? How's your family? And everyone is good. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Akibai is joining us from um, Islamabad, Pakistan. Alhamdulillah, and he's joined us multiple times. He was scheduled last Friday, and uh, we had to cancel our program because of uh, unfortunate circumstances. But Alhamdulillah, he's able to join us this Friday, and he has one of the sweetest voices. And uh, such a pure soul are you are, brother Akib. Um, he um, changed his life in his young age, and he's still young. He was uh, becoming a singer, and he was into this whole pop and idol, idolizing singers. And then he had a change of heart, change of mind, change of soul. And uh, today, tonight, and he's been doing this for many years now, where he sings the praises of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and the praises of his beloved Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Young men like you, inshallah, are the people who are going to be standing under the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for joining us. I'm going to step off the screen so you brothers and sisters can enjoy your melodious voice. Inshallah, inshallah I'm going to start with the uh, Harziyah. It's one of my favorite as well. Ya <clears throat> Mala. Ya Mala Ya Mala Arziya Sari Main Chehre Pe Likh Ke Laya तुमसे क्या मांगूं मैं तुम खुद ही समझ लो माला 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 मेरे माला Mala, 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 Mere Mala, 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 Mere Mala, 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 Darare, Darare, Hemate, Pemala, Maramat, Mukadder, Kikardo, Mala, Mere Mala, Tiridar, Page, Hukahu, Mitahu, Banahu, Tiridar, Page, Hukahu, Mitahu, Banahu, Maramat, Mukadder ki kar do maula mere maula Marammat mukadder ki kar do maula mere maula 
जो भी तेरे दर आया झुकने जो सर आया मस्तियां पिए सबको झूमता नजर आया जो भी तेरे दर आया झुकने जो सर आया मस्तियां पिए सबको झूमता नजर आया प्यास लेके आया था दरिया वो भर लाया नूर की बारिश में हो नूर की बारिश में भीगता सतर आया मौला 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 मेरे मौला 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 मेरे मौला 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 दरारे दरारे है माथे पे मौला मरम्मत मुकद्दर की कर दो मौला मेरे मौला टूट के बिखर ना मुझको जरूर आता है वरना इबादत वाला शूर आता है सजदे में रहने दो अब कहीं ना जाऊंगा सजदे में रहने दो अब कहीं ना जाऊंगा अब जो तुमने ठुकराया तो सबर न पाऊंगा मौला 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 मेरे मौला 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 मेरे मौला 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 दरारे दरारे माथे पे मौला मरम्मत मुकद्दर की कर दो मौला मेरे मौला सर उठा के मैंने तो कितनी ख्वाहिशें की थी कितने ख्वाब देखे थे कितनी कोशिशें की थी सर उठा के मैंने तो कितनी ख्वाहिशें की थी कितने ख्वाब देखे थे कितनी कोशिशें की थी जब तू रूबरू आया जब तू रूबरू आया नजर ना मिला पाया सर झुका के एक पल में हो सर झुका के एक पल में मैंने क्या नहीं पाया मौला 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 मेरे मौला 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 मेरे मौला 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 दरारे दरारे है माथे पे मौला मरम्मत मुकद्दर की कर दो मौला मेरे मौला माशा
Akhipan, that was that had me in tears the whole time. That was unbelievable. Zakumullah khair. There's there's nothing there's nothing like going through pain and just putting your head on the sajda in sajda and and then and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to to reward you for that. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is near you. He's he close to you. Right. And, and he loves people who are in pain. Inna Allah subhanahu wa rewards people when they go through pain. Allah, he appreciates people, he loves them, he puts them to a trial. And when they go through trial and they're pleased with Allah, then Allah is pleased with them. So we ask Allah to be pleased with us. What else you have in mind, Akhibai? Uh, now I'm going to recite, inshallah, it's a hand. It's one of okay. my favorites as well. Okay. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <laughs> Ekhuda, <laughs> Ye zami ye falak in se aage talak jitni duniyae sab mein teri jalak ye zami ye falak in se aage talak jitni duniyae sab mein teri jhalak ae khuda khuda jisne ki Mil gaya usko tu Sab ka tu rehnuma Ay khuda, ay khuda Har seher phootti Sabzao gul khile Sinae sang se Har seher phootti Hai nae rang se Sabzao gul khile Sinae sang se Ekhuda, Ekhuda Jis ne ki jus tju
मिल गया उसको तू सब का तू रहनुमा ए खुदा ए खुदा हर सितारे में आबाद है एक जहा चांद सूरज तेरी रोशनी के निशान हर सितारे में आबाद है एक जहा चांद सूरज तेरी रोशनी के निशा ए खुदा ए खुदा जिसने की जुस तजु मिल गया उस को तू सब का तू रहनुमा ए खुदा ए खुदा माशाल्लाह अकिब भाई दैट वाज ब्यूटीफुल दैट वाज एक्सीलेंट जजाकल्लाह खैर वी अम वी कैन डू वन मोर एंड वी हैव इमाम जैद शाकिर जॉइनिंग अस सो वी जॉइन हिम इंशाल्लाह ही कैन जॉइन अस आफ्टर दिस लास्ट वन those who don't understand urdu uh, we thank you for being patient and uh, listening to his beautiful voice and uh, those who do understand urdu i hope you're enjoying his beautiful voice inshallah bismillah so now i'm going to read a few lines from this very beautiful poem suno dil se yaro नजम आखरी है सलाम आखरी है कलाम आखरी है सुनो दिल से यारो नजम आखरी है सलाम आखरी और कलाम आखरी है अगर हमसे कोई खता हो गई है अगर हमसे कोई खता हो गई है तो नाराज होने की कोशिश न करना अगर हमसे कोई खता हो गई है तो नाराज होने की कोशिश न करना अभी हम यहाँ से जुदा हो रहे हैं अभी हम यहाँ से जुदा हो रहे हैं हमें भूल जाने की 
कोशिश न करना अभी हम यहाँ से जुदा हो रहे हैं हमें भूल जाने की कोशिश न करना दुआओं में हमको याद करते रहना दुआओं में हमको याद करते रहना भुलाने की हमको कोशिश न करना सुनो दिल से यारो नजम आखरी है सुनो दिल से यारो नजम आखरी है सलाम आखरी और कलाम आखरी है जजाकल्ला You know, that, you know, um, Sheikh Abdul Rahim, he uh, recited this poem. This yes, I know. That, that's what the, that was the reason. Yeah. As well. Before he went to Pakistan for his last two years for Mishkat and Bukhari, he, uh, he recited this poem. And uh, he, I was there when he recited it. It's recorded. And he, he was saying it like, you know, and he was, he doesn't cry in public. And he was, he had tears in his eyes. He's, and then the, he gave us so many hints that he was going to leave us. And uh, it's unfortunate that we were unable to, you know, understand those those signs. And uh, he um, he was the purest in, of souls, most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from, our, from, from us brothers. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken him and he will be united with him in Jannah. Thank you, Brother Abdul for your beautiful words. Your, 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 your voice has has um, healed some of our wounds and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to give you strength and give you ability to heal other people's wounds inshallah. Thank inshallah. you. alaikum. Brothers and sisters, welcome. Assalamu alaikum, Imam. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I don't know if there is anyone in the world that I would like to have on tonight. On the face of the earth, other than you, Imam Zay Shakir, uh, you're like an older brother, a mentor, and uh, I'm sorry I missed all your calls in the last 10, 11 days. No, no, you guys have been rightfully preoccupied, and Allah give you tawfiq, taysir, and kabul. May Allah protect all of you. May Allah give your brother the highest ranks in Jannah. Askanahullah Jannah al firdaus al-alam al-zumran al-nabiyin al-sadiqin al-shuhadai al-salihin. I, I want to invite and welcome all of us to help me. All of you, brothers and sisters, please help me help me by welcoming Imam Zaid Shaka to our program. It's his first time coming to a Friday Night Live. It's coming in one of the most difficult um, stages of our life. But um, Imam Zaid Shaka is no stranger to the world, mashallah, to the online platform. He is a he is a professor and one of the co-founders of Zaytuna Institute. Imam has in Imam Zaid. Shaket has been serving the Ummah for more than four decades. And uh, he was the, the Imam that was honored to lead uh, the great Muhammad Ali, Rahmatullah Ali's Janazah. 
and spoke for his family in the Muslim community and represented us so well. Imam is, has written many publications, many books, and most importantly, Imam is one of the most humble individuals that I've seen in my life. And uh, and I've met a lot of people, and Imam stands tall. He's very tall, but he also lowers himself for people and serves people all the time. So welcome, Imam Zaid, to the program, and I hope you're well I um, in your family doing well. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, we, we pray that Allah Ta'ala is keeping everyone well. We pray that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala blesses all of you, uh, wherever you are, that Allah Ta'ala protects you, that Allah Ta'ala protects your family, families, that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala protects your wealth, that Allah Ta'ala protects your honor that Allah Ta'ala preserves your life, and most importantly, that Allah Ta'ala protects your deen, your faith, and your religion. Imam Ali is related to have said, radiallahu anhu, karramallahu wajah, min na'im dunya an yakthiyaka al-islamu ni'matan. That from the blessings of this world, Islam suffices as a blessing. So if we, we go through this world and we take nothing from it except Islam, we've been blessed. Everything else is, as they say, is icing on the cake. But if you, if you don't have the cake, the icing tastes terrible. It's too sweet. No one just sits and eats icing with no cake. It's, it's too sweet. It's not palatable. But when it's on a nice cake, and so that's it. Islam is the cake and everything else is the icing. And if you don't have the cake, that icing tastes terrible. But if you have the cake, the icing is really, really nice. So uh, alhamdulillah, I, I don't know what the format for the program is. You have to guide me. Just tell me what to do, inshallah. I was, I, I'm sure Mufti Dohab, um, he usually has uh, the speaker give you know a few minutes of a talk, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, give some a small reminder. I'll get off the screen and then we'll come back and we'll just have a discussion on the same uh, points that you talked about, inshallah. Inshallah ta'ala. <clears throat> so, I, I think, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salam ala Sayyidin, mursaleen Sayyidin Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. I think an appropriate theme is just this theme of, of death. And uh, the Miftah family has been visited by death to a very dear of a very dear loved one to the entire Miftah family and the wider community uh, for that matter and I think it's, it's important for us to remind ourselves that everyone's going to die sometimes this most inevitable aspect of life so once we're in this world there's one sure thing we know they used to say death and taxes, but the, the Republicans are working to eliminate taxes. So uh, death remains and no one's going to eliminate death. You know, some of these people freeze themselves and think that science is going to discover a way to bring them back to life. You know, good luck. Uh, uh, only Allah can do that. So... Uh, Allah al-Mustan, Allah al-Mustan, 
May Allah help us. So in, in, in any case, uh, our Prophet Sallallahu uh, reminds us, أَكْثِرُوا مِنْ ذِكْرِ هَذِمَ الْلَهْذَاتِ Be very uh, frequent in mentioning the thing that cuts off all delights. And so all the worldly delights are cut off at death. Uh, and and that's that's one of the reasons uh, death becomes such a, a, a solemn and sobering uh, reality because we, we think and understand that the things we love, lawful things we love, and that's a, Ramadan is sort of a, a, a metaphor for death because in Ramadan we, we give up the lawful, good, pure things that we love. So in Ramadan we don't, we don't, for example, uh, give up fornication, we don't give up alcohol, we don't give up pork in Ramadan, because those things we don't engage in anyway. At least the average practicing Muslim. We don't drink, we don't fornicate, we don't eat pork. So we're not giving up bad, harmful things. We're giving up uh, lawful relations with our spouses. We're giving up milk and juice and water. We're giving up uh, free-range, grass-fed, organic beefsteak. So we're giving up the, the good, pure things uh, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's a metaphor for death because what do we miss when we die? We miss and who, who misses us? We miss our, our friends, so we, we don't miss our enemies. We miss our friends, we miss our loved ones, our parents, our children. Uh, we miss the, the, the prayer, as one of the early companions, oh, excuse me, from the Salf al-Salih mentioned that as he was on the verge of death, he, he said, I'm going to miss the students of knowledge gathering at my door. I'm going to miss fasting during the hot summer days. So those are the things that the righteous miss. Uh, so the point is, had them left that, the thing that cuts off delights, and believers delight in Quran, believers delight in, in Islam, believers delight in the company of the righteous. So persons on the religion of their companion, that everyone will consider well the company they keep. So those who are blessed to keep the company of the ulama and the tulab al-ilm, the scholars and the students of knowledge, uh, they've, they've been blessed because these are people that enrich us. These are people whose presence is very uh, uplifting. These are delightful people. And so we miss them, and they miss us. But we should be consoled, because we're not going forward to darkness. We know the believer, Allah illuminates the believer. The believer's grave, Allah nowhere. Qabra, akhan al uh, Abdurrahman, Abun, Sheikh Abdurrahman, Noah Kabrahu. We're going forward to uh, Sheikh Abdurrahim. Sheikh Abdurrahim. Abdurrahim. 
جزاك الله خير نور قبره يا الله نبر نور قبره عبد الرحيم ومرضى مرضى والموتى المسلمين جميعا نور قبره we're going forward to perfume we're going forward to perfume عطر قبره يا الله we're going forward to a, a beautiful garden this world as it becomes a wasteland due to over mechanized farming due to pollution of the land the air the sea due to fossil fuel production all of these things are, are rendering uh, the earth a wasteland but the qabra is going allahumma ij'al qabruhu radatan min riyad al-jannah make his grave a garden from the gardens of paradise he's in a garden of paradise He's in a, 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 a place, the perfume is totally more magnificent than anything can, that can be produced in this, in this world. And none of us can see our place in Jannah. But the righteous... They can see their place in Jannah. Allah opens a window in their grave and shows them their place in Jannah. And how how delightful is that compared to anything in this world? Compared to anything in this world, how delightful is that? La illallah. And then after that, what comes after that? Adullahu li ibad his salihin fil Jannah. مَا لَا عَيْنٌ رَأَتْ وَلَا أُذُنٌ سَمِعَتْ وَمَا قَطَرَ عَلَى قَلْبِ بَشَرٍ Allah has prepared for His righteous servants in Jannah, in Paradise, that which no eye has ever beheld. What have you seen in this world that delighted you? What have you seen in this world that delighted you? Think of the most beautiful thing in the world. Think of the most beautiful image in the world. Think of the most brilliant scene you've ever seen in this world. And that's nothing compared to what we're going to see in Jannah. Think of the delightful Quran recitation that you've ever heard. Think of the most wonderful, incredible nasheed, like our, our dear brother, uh, who, who, who just uh, uh, sung for us. Think of the most beautiful nasheed, move you to tears that can melt your heart. That's nothing compared to what we're going to hear in Jannah. And imagine anything you can imagine, brothers and sisters. Just, just close your eyes and try to imagine the, the most beautiful, the most spiritually uplifting, the most morally edifying thing you can imagine. And what's in Jannah is far beyond that. وَلَا قَطَرَ عَلَى قَلْبِ بَشَرٍ No human heart has ever imagined what's in Jannah. And so that's our destination. And some of us are, are permitted by Allah Ta'ala to go 
into the state that allows us to begin to immediately and intimately get a glimpse of those realities. And that's it. Every soul is going to taste of death. And you will be given your recompense in full on the day of resurrection. Whoever is pulled back from hell and entered into paradise, that's the victorious one. And what is the life of this world except the deceptive enjoyment? It deceives us because we we tend to think it's going to go on forever. It deceives us because we sometimes think there's no accountability for what we do here. That's from the deceptiveness of the dunya. But the those who have been blessed and favored by Allah they know that's not the reality of this place. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give Shaykh Abdul Rahim the highest of Jannah. May Allah give patience to his family because patience in the time of loss and death is one of the things that helps to open the gates for Jannah for those who are left behind. They're being patient just as Allah opens the gates of Jannah to the shaheed. Uh, Sheikh Abdul Rahim was shaheed. Arba'un or khamsun min shuhada There are five types of people that are from the martyrs. Of course, there are others. This hadith is like the Ashram Bashirin Bil Jannah, the ten who are promised paradise. Bilal was not one of them, but the Prophet Sallallahu a well-known hadith mentions he heard uh, footsteps ahead of him in Jannah, and those were the footsteps of Bilal. And then uh, he, he asked and inquired, what did he do? And Bilal said that he made, after every wudu, he prayed two rakats. And so he's guaranteed Jannah. Hassan and Hussein are not amongst them. Hassan al-Hassan wal-Hussein. Uh, Sayyidu Shabab al-Jannah Hassan and Hussein are the leaders of the youth of Jannah And so they're promised Jannah But the hadith mentions ten specifically And so this hadith mentions five martyrs Al-Mad'un, one who dies of in a plague Wal-Mabtun, one who dies of severe gastric uh, disease, cholera, typhoid, dysentery, diarrhea. Well, one who dies from drowning, or sahibul hedmi. So one who dies in in a crash. So is the building hedmi usually refers a building crashing down, but by extension, there's no restriction. Any crash, sahibul hedmi. So, uh, Sheikh Abdul Rahim was Sahibul Hidmi. He died in a crash. And so he's a Jannah, a Shuhada wa Khamsa. Wa Shahidu fi Sabilillah. And one who dies 
in the way of defending Allah Ta'ala's religion. And so his shaheed, his, his, his entrance into Jannah is guaranteed. And everyone who knew him, from what I've heard, uh, knows that his life was a life of a believer. And so we don't, the, the shaheed is, is a guarantee of Jannah. But generally speaking, we don't say this one or that one. Or ourselves are in, if you will. Uh, but we can look at a person's life and the quality of their life and the things they prioritized and the things they focused on and the services they gave to have a good idea and then to crown that life off with shahada. Now we can say he's in as, as shaheed. So may Allah accept him and may Allah give patience to his family and patience to all of his brothers and to his parents because uh, the, these, these times, they're, they're trying. They're, we're human beings. The Prophet cried when his son Ibrahim, radiallahu anhu, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he died, the Prophet cried. He said those tears were mercy that Allah puts in the heart, hearts of his merciful servants. And so shed, shed tears, cry, and uh, live his legacy, live his legacy, adopt his legacy of teaching, of dedication, of seriousness uh, to this religion, of service to his parents. So adopt that and you guys will be fine. So may Allah bless uh, all of the family of Sheikh Abdul Rahim. May Allah bless the community. Allah bless all of the students that we staff at Miftah. Uh, it takes a lot of work to keep an institution running. And uh, as they said, teamwork makes the dream work. And so we pray that the team at Miftah faculty, students, staff, everyone is blessed to come together to rally around uh, the memory of Sheikh Abraham in the very best of ways and do whatever little bit can be done to take his legacy and make sure that it goes forward in the world. Jazakumullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. MashaAllah. Jazakumullah khair, um, Shaykh Imam. Um, thank you for such a beautiful reminder. And, uh, you know, Imam has to speak at so many other events and sometimes at funerals and comforting so many people. And today he was a means of uh, comforting us and our family and an entire miftah uh, family. Uh, Imam, can you see me? Because... Uh, you are. You yes, are, I can. Okay, because you're you are on my screen. You look a little blurry, but um, we can hear you clearly. Uh, Imam, can yeah. can I ask can I ask you a few questions? Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban. On my screen, I'm very clear, and then you're very clear. So I don't know what happened with your screen. Okay. Has your screen been to London lately? No, no, no London. Nothing. Just here, you know. Oh, God, that's why it's foggy. Oh, Imam, making me smile. Imam, making me smile. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Imam, who who is the the closest person to you that you have lost, and how did you? My mother. Rahmatullah alayha. My mother died young. My mother died in 1975. 
How old were you, man? I was uh, I was 19 years old. And uh, yeah, no, it was unexpectedly. I was at work. I had a job. And uh, I don't know if either back then we didn't have cell phones. I think I went home. They said uh, my mother's in the hospital. And uh, she had an aneurysm, a blood vessel, vessel burst in her brain. And she was on life support and she died like one or two days later. And the thing is, like, we were, she was a single mom. And I know there's single mothers out there struggling with one or two children. There were seven of us. And and so, you know, and we kids and, and the projects, tearing up all the furniture. And so she saved up, like, little money here, little money there, because there wasn't much money. And, and she had bought brand new furniture for the living room. And as soon as like everything was put in place, the couch and the armchairs and the lamps and the rug and everything. It was a big deal, it was a big deal. It was a big yeah, deal. She got to see it and then Allah took her. And that was it. So, so yeah. what was, how did you cope? Like when you first heard the death of your mother, how did you? I, I was, I, to be honest, I, at the time I was a Muslim, so I didn't have the coping mechanisms that Islam provided. I remember just being disoriented. Like I had a, a, a car and job. I, I remember just getting in the car and just driving around, not with any particular destination. Wow. I just trying to figure it all out. And, uh, you know, alhamdulillah, Allah was merciful. He, he, I, I was able to eventually come to grips with it. And uh, alhamdulillah, uh, it wasn't too long thereafter that I became Muslim. When did you become Muslim, my mom? What? I became Muslim in the spring of 1977. So two years later? Yeah. Wow. Subhanallah. I'm Imam, you know... Um, it's unbelievable that I, I I think you did tell me that your mom passed away when you were young. I didn't know you were 19 years old. And uh, I, I had no idea that you were raised by a single mother. And then you were able to collect yourself. I just say this to give my brother some support and all of us. You were able to collect yourself and find footing and get back on the track. And then, uh, subhanAllah, you accepted Islam and then you became... You became a scholar. You went to Syria, almost done, and, and and you went across the world, and you came back to the United States, and you've been serving the world since 1977. You know because you accepted Islam. And I think you you got into the knowledge of Islam right away. I assume is that what happened? You know, uh, to the best of our ability, like we, like I said, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have Amazon. And so my first Islamic books, I was in Louisiana at the time that I converted. We didn't have any books. So when I had, I was in the Air Force. So when we had a break in the winter time, we drove to New York because I'm from Connecticut. My wife's from New York City. We drove to New York to the <clears throat> Islamic Center on Riverside Avenue and bought our first books I bought. So I got a Yusuf Ali Quran 
commentary and translation. They got the A.H. Uh, Siddiqui, four-volume Sahih Muslim, which is very, very valuable. Wow. And, uh, and then I got a bunch of Maududi books and uh, those Pakistani books, you have to cut the ends off with scissors to be able to open the page and read it. So I got a bunch of those and I was just, I was reading those like, like one a day. Gets, like next, I'm not throwing away, eat it. Lump. Next, lump. and I read the Sahih Muslim in English, cover to cover. We used to do a khatam and Yusuf Ali in English because they had the little 30th demarcated out, read the translation, the commentary, the appendices, Yusuf Ali, one event, it has an incredible historical appendices in there. And so, yeah, that was it. Then we drove back and just started reading the books. And then, alhamdulillah, we finally met some Muslims who were affiliated with Imam, Imam Warthadi Muhammad. And uh, alhamdulillah, life is good. Imam, uh, may Allah bless you, man. You're just an unbelievable person. I, I really, I personally, you know how much I love you. I, 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 I wish I could just jump over the screen and just hug you, even. But um, I remember, I remember a virtual that, hug. A virtual hug. I <laughs> Imam, love you too, Shay. <laughs> Imam, I remember you came down to my basement, and you started um pitching my son. You know, start you did the whole. You know the whole form, and you're just winding up on the pitches and teaching him how to uh, swing the baseball bat. Oh, subhanallah! And uh, it's like when I and it just it's unbelievable. And one of the memorable moments was when you brought your wife over to my house, and uh, I, I think a sheikh's wife needed advice from another sheikh's wife to how to deal with the sheikh. You know, my wife was like, <laughs> "How do you?" That's why I asked you to bring your wife. I was like, my wife is having a hard time coping with my my travel schedule and my commitments yeah, and I your know. wife came and she was so polite. She was uh, so kind and so sweet and dealing, speaking to my wife and giving her, giving her so much advice. And, and that's been all oh, since then before you've been such a, such a great gentleman. Imam. Imam, I just, as, as advice to all of us, and I know you've said so much advice already, what would be your final parting advice? How do we how do we recover from such a thing? You know, like you know, what should we do? It's sometimes we want to get back to life. We have to get back to life, but it's so hard. You know, it's just so hard. And um, it's I don't think it's we're ever going to forget, and this pain will ever heal. I just don't I don't imagine it ever happening. You know, I do hear that time heals, and the dhikr of dhikr has been helping me so much. Oh, you absolutely. Know. Um, uh, he's come into multiple people. Multiple people have seen him in his dream, and he's been saying, uh, continue to say, Jazallahu anna Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. My mom, my, my wife saw him in, in her dream three times, my, my brother three times, so a few, a few times now. And my mom and I, brothers, are still like waiting to visit him, or him visiting us. So so my wife goes to my brother in the dream, alhamdulillah, he's like, You've been coming in my dream, and your mom and your brothers are waiting for you. What's going on? So he says, um, Tell tell my mom to say salawat 1000 times and sleep on the right side and me and the prophet will come in the mother's dream you know so it's 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 powerful that how dhikr and and salawat have been so so helpful to us in these moments but like as as a human as a, from the nature of our human innate nature we just 
we just struggle to, we've gone through pain before. I've gone through my father's situation. Um, so, so many, it's so much different. Of course, nothing like other people in Syria and people who are going through pain in Palestine, Kashmir. But, um, and we've read all the stories of painful stories of the Sahaba. And and every time I read them in Sirah, I, I weep and I just, it tears me apart. You know, just so fresh. Every time I teach Uhud in my Sirah class, it tears me apart. Every time I read Taif, it tears me apart. But in this just it just it just took out took out the soul from my from my body. So man, what do you how what do you what do you recommend us as brothers and whole everyone else that's watching who's lost so much um so much in their life and so many loved ones in their life and what they're going through? Not just for us, for the whole community. Yeah, I think there there are a couple of things quickly that we could say. Uh number one is Keep 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 making dhikr. Aladina Amanu wa Tatma inu Kulubuhum bi dikri la ala bi dikri lahi tatma inul kulub. Your heart is looking for that tranquility and peace. And Allah says that the dhikr brings that to the heart. So keep making your dhikr. And one of the things that dhikr does it, it, it as you go on and you continue and you deepen it. It, it orients the heart away from the world and it orients the heart towards Allah. Like your brother was from the world at, at, at a physical level and it's the physical presence that, that you're missing. And, and the physical presence was accompanied by a lot of spiritual secrets that he possessed, no, no doubt about that. But it's the immediate physical absence that, that you're missing and, and so as you continue with your dhikr, as you continue with your fikr, re reflecting on the reality of Allah, the nature of the world, then your your heart will gradually become attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when that happens, it, it will become a lot easier, inshallah ta'ala, it will become a lot easier to... Uh, accept anything that transpires in the world because that will be indistinguishable from the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and so you understand it wasn't your brother didn't spontaneously uh, become involved in a situation that led to the his passing. Your brother manifested in his life a decree from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and as, as your heart become hearts become more attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you you understand that there's a wisdom in Allah ta'ala's decree and that wisdom manifests itself and then when when the wisdom that accompanies the decree is manifested a person's at total peace because a person understands that everything that is transpired, whether we deem it to be pleasant or unpleasant, is a manifestation of Allah's good. And uh, rather, no, Allah's good. And if it's, if it's Allah's good, it's all good, as they say. It's all good. Ajab and the Amrin Mu'min. In the Amrahu Kullahu Lahu Khair. Wa laysa dhalika li ahadin illa lil mu'min. Allah 
So it's all good. Then finally, I'm taking too much time. So the dhikr of Allah, elevating and orienting ourselves away from the world. And by doing that, then we're hastening the, the meeting with our, with, with our loved ones. Because that meeting can only occur in the world beyond this one. And so the sooner we're done with this one, the sooner we get to, to our loved ones. Yeah. Imam Ali, another saying, we mentioned the first one, uh, is reported to have said, that the world is behind you and it's moving away from you. And the, the, the akhirah is in front of you, moving towards you. And each of them each of them has their children. Be from the children of the akhirah. And don't be from, from the children of the dunya. So... If, if, if you long to see your brother, you understand that's only going to happen in the akhirah. It's not going to happen in this world. He's gone from this world. But he's not gone forever. And you're going to meet him. But the meeting's in the akhirah. And so as we condition our heart to be oriented towards the akhirah, we understand the world is just a preparatory stage for what comes after. Even the meeting with Allah is not going to occur in this world. Uh, we can have a, a, a deep experience in our heart, what the Sufis call the seer, that, that recess of our heart where we can uh, get in touch with Allah, not physically. So no, I'm not trying to say Allah indwells in our heart, but there's an aspect of our being that allows us to perceive in very vivid terms the reality of Allah. So the people call ma'rifah. So that, that experiential knowledge of the reality of Allah, it can occur to us. And, and so, but the actual meeting isn't going to be in this world. Whoever longs, loves to meet Allah, Allah loves to meet them. But that's not going to be in this world. And so the meeting with our loved ones in the Akhir, the meeting with Allah is in the Akhir. The greatest delight a human being can experience, the Ru'ya, is going to be in the Akhir. And so all of those pleasant things that we can look forward to are in the Akhir. And so it behooves us to orient our hearts, and orient our souls towards the Akhir. And as we do that, then the, the meeting becomes so vivid that it's as if the person is with us. The, the meeting with Allah, Allah is already closer to us than our juggler vein. And when we actualize that, actualize that reality in our life, Allah never leaves us. Allah never leaves us. And again, not physically. 
but in terms of the internalization of his names, the internalization of his attributes, that, that's internalized with us. And so when we have that same connection and orientation towards the akhirah, our loved ones who have preceded us, they never leave us because we're, the, the longing to meet them is so, so strong that they're present with us. And if they're present with us, we're not sad. We're sad because we miss them and we don't perceive their nearness. But when we perceive that they're so close to us and our longing, it's like you're at work, you're newlywed, or, or you like Sheikh uh, Abdul Wahid, you, you're, you've been married many years, but that love is still so strong once you leave that house in the morning to go to work, you don't leave your beloved. She's with you. She's in your heart. She's in your mind. And you just love to get home as fast as you can. And so our home is the akhirah. Sheikh Abdul Rahim's home is the Akhirah. He didn't want to arrogate himself in the earth. He was a humble man. That's his home. And that's the home of every believer, every sincere believer. And so we're just waiting to get home so we can see our loved ones again. And so if you, you look at it like that, you know, the dunya, you won't be saddened. You won't be saddened. Well, I'll give you tawfiq. I mean, I mean, Sheikh, other, other than the Prophet who do you long to meet? Like, who are you looking forward to meeting in Akhirah that you're looking forward to? All of us, of course, there's a race to meet the Prophet, but who is it? You talked about it. I, I, I would long to meet uh, my, my teacher, Sheikh Mustafa Turkmani, in, in the Akhirah, just to see his smile again. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Looks like he touched your life really. He, he impacted you a lot. Alhamdulillah. Wassalat wassalam ala Rasulillah. Subhanallah. Uh, I, I, people don't really realize that. I don't know if they know this. Unless you're, you're a dedicated student of knowledge, the impact of teachers on our lives is sometimes oh, more man. than And, uh, uh, you know, people don't know that. Uh, just a different relationship we have with our teachers and may Allah SWT grant and, all of us and the main impact is in the knowledge that's that's part of it but the main impact is is the state that if, if they can touch our state one one of the things that Sheikh Mustafa would frequently say had to do with the state and 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 so he used to say Subhanallah. A single person with a refined spiritual state can affect a thousand people. And a thousand people combined with no refinement in their state can't collectively affect a single person. And so when our teacher's state affects us, la ilaha illallah. 
الحمد لله شيخ you know we all ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to unite us in the company of our teachers Ameen. our prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam all our loved ones and all our loved ones and um, I want to uh, thank Imam Zaid for joining us Imam Zaid is such a great scholar such a great older brother to me and mentor to all of us uh, we as all my brothers Mufti Abdul Rahman Sheikh Abdul Aziz Mufti Abdul Wahab we all love you and Sheikh Abdul Rahim Rahmatullah they really loved you so much yeah, there's a picture of us all and at the, the Kobo at the, at the Miftah yeah yeah the conference at the conference. Allah bless us to gather there in person again in Jannah. we have so many things to tell them inshallah in Jannah and even uh, before we get to Jannah in Kobo Hall or somewhere else in Detroit I mean, before we I mean, get to Jannah then definitely in Jannah we don't want to yeah, you know one of the qualities that Imam you would love about him he was so generous so selfless that one day one of the students here at the school was telling me that this is after he passed away that he had a locker, and then on his locker he had his combination code, combination lock, and uh, he had his code of that lock on the locker. So a student came up to him and said, "What's the point of this?" He said, "You know, my my dad he always you know stacks me up with food and snacks and stuff, and I and students they always want something, and I if I'm not here at least they have access to my locker so they don't have to sleep hungry, and they always can take care of themselves." He actually had that thought. When he was a young kid, that he would put his um, coat on the locker just so other people can just enjoy his his snacks and his food. And he was so young and so pure at that. You know, one of the last messages I have from him was Alhamdulillah. You know, and uh, and I continue to say Alhamdulillah in his absence. And and I ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala that we echo Alhamdulillah together when we enter into Jannah. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Imam said it right, life is so short, we have so much to do, we have so many loved ones who are waiting for us in Akhirah. A time will eventually come in our life if we live long enough that we will have more of our loved ones waiting for us on the opposite side of the bridge. Yeah. Right? Young young people, they don't have that many friends who have left. But as you age, you'll notice, oh, your parents are there, your cousins are there, your teachers are there, your brothers are there, your sisters. And then you just look right and left and you say you start to you start to sound like Bilal when he was dying. Like, just take me out. I'm, I, I have a place to be where be with the Prophet and his companions. So we, we're looking forward, and I and I start and I I, I tell you, I'm telling you, ma'am, I I do look forward to Akhirah. I never looked forward to Akhirah as much as I am now, and I'm sure a lot, you know a lot of us are. But we have to live this life, and we have to live it the way Allah wants us to live it, yeah. and we have to please Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Live. With the with the mission of the Prophet Sallallahu and take as many people with us to paradise as Amen. many, you know, save them from the pits of hell and their their shackles of their desires. Amen. That's our responsibility, and as we move together on this path, hopefully we can inspire you. You can inspire us, and I want to really thank uh, Mufti Dohab. Mufti Dohab, my younger brother, he's supposed to be on Friday Night Live with us. It's too it's too much for him to you know come on live, and uh, he's been he's been struggling a lot. Since my brother um, passed away, he's the closest to him in age and friendship, and they they always smiling and always laughing together. All the pictures and videos. So I ask Allah to give him strength so he can stand back, you know, with a great spirit. And I'm sure if he was alive today, he would want Mufti Dohab to be actively engaged in serving the Ummah. And Mufti Dohab is a young man. You know, he just got married a few months ago, started celebrating his life, and here goes his brother. So you know, I want to tell my brother. 
and not you worry, my friend. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with you. Um, Allah has given us so much more than he has taken from us. He has given us life. He's given our parents are still here. We're all here for each other. So you don't have to worry about anything. And uh, as Imam Zaid Shakir said, we're just a few years away. You know, we're only few, we're a few years away. We're going to be on the opposite side of the bridge, you know, hugging each other. Um, uh, we wish we had more years with him, of course, but Allah has a better plan. Allah has, Allah is treating him better than you are, and I am, and all of us could treat him together. Amen. You know, it, there's a, there's this hollowness, this emptiness that can never be filled. I want Mufti Duhab to hear me, but know that for sure, your your work, your your service to Miftah, the Ummah at your boarding school, Michigan Islamic Institute, the students that you're teaching, each one of them is sadqa jariya for your own brother. Um, and, and on the Day of Judgment, the, the millions of people who will be inspired by you and all of us, Imam Zaid, are going to be Sadqa Jariya for us and our families. So Mufti Duhab, just, you know, I, I encourage you, I urge you, and I comfort you that uh, this is just the beginning. We have so much to do, and we have so many more uh, marathons to run together, and yeah. so many more movies to do. And, and we have so many marathons, and we have so many relay races. So Mufti Abdul Wahab, you have to take the baton from Abdul Rahim. So you just reach back and you grab it and you just go. And then you hand it off to the one after you, your children, your students. And you just hand it off and you keep moving. And so, yeah, there's, 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 it's a marathon, but it's also a relay race. And if if the the thing about a relay race, if you draw, I used to run it actually in, in high school. I ran track. I was on the back then they didn't have meters, it was still yard four by one ten, third leg. And so you just take off, you get a running start, and then the guy, when he's ready, you put your hand back, he says stick. And when he says stick, you reach your hand back, get the baton and you go, and then you give it to the next guy. And the, the thing about it, if you drop the baton, the whole team loses. Then no matter how fast you run, if the guy's before you, if you drop the baton, the whole team loses. And so you have to hold on to that baton and pass it off so that the whole family is a winner. And so your students are winners. Everyone's a winner. So just take, get that baton as your brother handed it to you and run as fast as you can and as hard as you can and that baton off. And then you join your brother. Because <laughs> once, you, once you do your leg, that's it. You just go into the inside and just hang out. You're done. And so Alhamdulillah, Mufti Abdurrahim, he 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 ran hard. He got that baton from those who handed it to him, and he ran hard. He ran with dedication. He ran with passion, and now he handed that baton off, and he's done his job. Because what what Allah decreed for him to do, he did. He taught Quran. He taught whatever he taught. He was a faithful, dedicated. Uh, teacher to all of his students and so he did his job and now it's up to us to do ours and to thank Allah for 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 this gift of life because we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to uh 
learn the things we learn if if we didn't have this gift of life. And what we learn is what Allah Ta'ala told us we're going to learn. We're going to learn uh, that patience is one of the greatest virtues. Those of us who didn't grow up in Muslim, one thing that our parents, in my case, my mother, many times she said patience is a virtue. Nothing else was ever mentioned as a virtue. They never said like, charity is a virtue, uh, sharing is a virtue, courage is a virtue. They only said patience is a virtue. And and so Allah Ta'ala distinguishes patience, of course, in the Quran. There's no other action that we can do. And and the beauty of patience is that sometimes it's not even an outward action. It is just being uh, steadfast and, and restraining ourselves, which is the origin of patience and hapsun nafs to restrain oneself. Uh, and nothing else is said to have an unlimited reward, just the patience. So may Allah bless us with patience and may Allah give us that unlimited reward that patience brings. And may Allah be with all of you guys and your families and your loved ones and your children and your students and the community. MashaAllah, so many people on the, the chat from the community and just keep 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 it moving. This is the dunya and it, it doesn't endure forever. It doesn't endure forever. Jazakallah khair. Jazakallah khair. Imam, can you just conclude the dua if you don't mind? Okay. Allahumma salli. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidil Mursaleen. Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasliman kathira. Allahumma ja'al jam'ana hadha jam'ana marhuma wa tafarruqana min ba'da tafarruqam asuma wa la tada'indana wa la fina wa la ma'ana shaqiyan wa la mahruma Allahumma taqabbal minna zidna wa la tanqusna Allahumma Allahumma askinna bisabr indal musibat Ya Allah, nasaluka dharika, nasaluka l-istirja, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajun. Waj'al dharika ala ala al-sinatina khasatan fi hadhal ayyam al-sha'aba wa shadeed ala ahli al-shaykh Abdurrahim. Ya Allah, waj'alna min al-shahideen. Waj'alna من المبشرين واجعلنا من المنذرين واجعلنا من الدعاء واجعلنا من عبادك الصالحين وأعبدات الصالحات لا إله إلا الله 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 
اللهم نسألك ذلك ونسألك الصبر ونسألك المحبة ونسألك أن توفقنا إلى ما تحبه أنت وترضى لا بنا نحب نحن ونرضى به بأنفسنا الشهوانية والبحيمية فاجعلنا من المخلصين فاجعلنا من المقربين وجعلنا من الذين يعملون في خدمة هذا الدين وجعلنا يا الله في خدمة هذا الدين وجعلنا يا الله من, من الذين يحبك يحب من يحبك ونحب عمل الذي يبلغنا حبك نسألك يا الله باسمك الرحمن باسمك الرحيم باسمك الملك باسمك القدوس باسمك السلام باسمك باسمك المؤمن باسمك المحيمن باسمك الخالق واسمك البارئ واسمك المصور يا الله نسألك يا الله بجميع أسمائك وجميع صفاتك أن توفقنا جميعا يا الله إلى ما أنت تحب وترضاه اللهم بارك لنا في طعامنا وشرابنا وملبسنا وفي في في مسيرنا مسيرنا في في هذه الدنيا ومسيرنا إليك يا الله أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين ببركة القرآن العظيم وبحرمة من أرسلت رحمة للعالمين سيدنا وحبيبنا وقرة عيوننا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا يا الله تقبل منا يا الله تقبل منا يا الله تقبل منا اللهم لا تلعننا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا دينا إلا قضيته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا يتيما إلا آويته ولا ضالا إلا هديته ولا حاجة لك في هذه الدنيا وفي الآخرة إلا قديتها لنا يا رب العالمين وعفو عنا وفلنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا للقوم الكافرين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة I want to thank everyone.